0: Culture Coms and Cocktails is internal comms served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus, and on this episode of Culture Coms and Cocktails, we have Allison Mellick, Vice President of Internal Communication at MSCI. Allison, welcome to Culture Coms and Cocktails.
1: Thanks, Chuck. I'm happy to be here today.
0: Grab a seat here at the Culture Comms and Cocktails Lounge, and let's get started. Uh, Allison, it's been great to work with you and your team there at MSCI on improving the internal communication, but let's take a couple steps back and explain a little bit about who MSCI is, because I'll admit, I was not familiar with the company. It's been around for decades. It might be a name, though, that some listeners aren't familiar with, so share with us who MSCI is.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's a good question because, you know, I had the same question when I first started looking at working at this company as well. Um, But to sum it up, uh, MSCI helps investors build better portfolios. So what we mean by that is a lot of our clients are big institutional investors, such as asset owners and asset managers. And we provide tools and solutions for them to build better portfolios by better understanding performance and risk and to ultimately make better investment decisions, right? We all have money that's invested and, you know, if it's being professionally managed, um, that professionally managed investor is using our tools and solutions in order to help you see better returns on your portfolios Um, so in the tools and solutions that we do talk about there's a wide range Uh, we offer different product lines such as indexes environmental social and governance type solutions so very esg related analytics and real estate tools on top of some of the industry's top leading research and thought leadership, and of course, technology solutions as well. Uh, So it's a really interesting industry to be in and a niche within the investment industry as a whole. Um, We are um, a public company that was spun out of Morgan Stanley in 2007, so about 13 years ago now.
0: And one of the great things about what I got to do with you and the team there is come on site, come into the office, and it's always good to see how a company operates, how people behave there. But I'm curious from your standpoint, how do you see that MSCI culture playing out every day? And what are some of the words that come to mind when you think of the culture there at MSCI?
1: Yeah, I think the first word that always comes to mind when somebody asks me this question is intelligence. There are so many smart people at this company. Um, We have a crazy amount of PhDs and astrophysics and quants and all people of that sort at this company. And they take a lot of pride in that amount of intelligence. Um, that and knowledge that's shared around this company. Um, so it's something that at first kind of overwhelmed me because I must admit, I do not have a PhD in astrophysics, um, but you know uh, I've really enjoyed working with the people across this company. Um, It's also very entrepreneurial spirited, right? The company grew out of an idea that was built within Morgan Stanley and was eventually spun out into its own company. And then now we're a leading company in uh, what it is that we do by providing these tools and um, investment solutions. Um, And then on top of it, we're very much a growth company, right? So because of that, things are fast moving and dynamic. And when you think of all the change that's happening, not only around the world, but in the investment industry in particular, um, it's important that we keep up with the trends and the changes that are happening. So things are very dynamic at this organization.
0: I loved hearing you use that word intelligence, because I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to the culture and it made me immediately think back to when I was a communicator at Rolls-Royce and it was funny one time I was in a room with somebody and they introduced themselves as a rocket scientist and I thought they were being a bit facetious <laughs> and no that's actually what they that's actually what they were and I was like oh yeah that, that's, that saying now makes a little more sense because it, it was amazing to see the the attention and intelligence and interest and excitement around what they did Every day, and I'm sure that's a bit of what you see amongst the, amongst the culture there.
1: There's a lot of beautiful mind happening. So, when you walk by the whiteboards in our offices, it looks like, you know, Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind with all the equations and formulas and numbers written all over the board. So, it's a very cool thing to be exposed to.
0: Hopefully, minus some of the conspiracy theory, though, of that yes, movie.
1: minus the conspiracy <laughs> theory.
0: <laughs> now, you also have employees spread all over the world. How do you see this culture playing out in different regions and what are some of those threads that connect MSCI?
1: Yeah, you know, we do have about a little over 3,400 at this point, I think, employees around the world and we're in 21 different countries. So it's very interesting because we kind of have these top line culture items that we see pretty much the ones that I just talk about. Yet every culture, every office is so different from the next. Um, And we also have a wide range of employees. So we have our researchers and our quant modelers and our index creators, all the way down to engineers and developers and some of the, the smartest people I've seen create some incredible technology at the company, right? So we really try to let the local offices embrace their local culture as well. Um, You know, each each office is going to be based on different teams and different roles and different sizes. Some of our offices have 1,600 people, some have 10, right? Mm-hmm. So the culture is going to be very different between those offices. So it's really about bringing them together through this dynamic, entrepreneurial, and intelligent spirit, but letting them really be true to who they are within their local spaces.
0: Now, I'm going to open up a little secret sauce here to the show. Uh, we did have a little chat before we started recording, and I completely forgotten that you'd only been at MSCI for around 18 months, and it seems like you've been there way longer in the best way possible (laughs) because you seem to have a good grasp of everything. But it's interesting, you joined MSCI as the first internal comms hire at the company. So what I'm curious about is how has the company adjusted or responded to having internal communicator now in-house there to support the culture and all the communication efforts?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it goes back to what I mentioned before that the company was, is really in a, a growth era, right? It was only about two years ago that, that we're actually listed in the S&P 500, right? We're going, we're growing enormously and rapidly um, and the company finally decided to realize how important a strategic global communications department would be for this company, as well as having a strategic internal communicator on site. So that was one of the things that actually attracted me to the position, was that I saw immediately from the leaders in the organization, how much they were going to value the work that I was going to be doing and be supportive of changing the way that we communicate across the organization. Um, So that's one of the things that I've really been focused on, is creating that foundation for just letting employees know that there's tons of cool things happening at this firm, and you know, all it takes is some ideas and content creation and uh, you know, leadership enthusiasm to really spread the word around the firm. So, um, watching that grow over the past 18 months has been an incredible journey.
0: And a big part of that change took place this past fall. You launched myMSCI. And some would have been, I think, a little concerned or fear-based around launching a global tool. We talked about your employees in all the countries all around the world with a relatively small comms team. I think it could have been potentially a little overwhelming to them, but why was it so important for you and the company to launch MyMSCI?
1: I definitely had some concerns at first, um, just kind of thinking about how I came from a prior company where I think there were 16 internal communicators that would work with me on a project like this, um, down to myself, and then I soon realized that being by myself, uh, especially those first few months at this company, was the reason why I needed something like the MyMSCI platform. Um, And I think it comes down to two main reasons, and the first one is automation. Right, the tools that your company allows us to be more productive throughout the day, and then gives me time to focus on the things that really matter, instead of maybe spending three hours on formatting a newsletter. Um, you know, it has been. A phenomenal in terms of the results that we are seeing um, you know we're able to respect global time zones as I mentioned we're in 21 different countries yet as being the only person that was pushing out uh, content everything was based on a New York time zone which isn't there to employees that are based in EMEA and APAC all over the world that they're getting their Monday newsletter at 8 p.m. at night um, you know it just doesn't seem right uh, if we talk about ourselves in a truly global global aspect Um, and then the second reason you know I talk about increasing content um, there 's only so much that one person can do, and it didn 't take me long to realize that. so I quickly onboarded uh, my colleague Joe, who's a multimedia producer and has been fantastic in creating you know podcasts and videos and animated designs and you know everything that you can imagine under the sun and you know but again there 's only so much that two people can do, so it was really time to start using the employee voice to generate content, uh, and we went from generating about four to five internet articles a week to now having an average of eight pieces of content a day being posted to my MSCI. So you can see how far, you know, we've already exceeded expectations just in terms of tapping into the employees to share best practices, progress, celebrations, recognizing one another, that it doesn't always have to come from the center, it can come from them themselves.
0: Now let's so that people don't have to back this up. I wanna I want you to repeat something that you shared. Sure. The again, the amount of content production that's happening there. You said it was around four or five articles per week, and now it's around eight pieces of content per day.
1: Yes. And that's because it's not just coming from the internal communications team. It's coming from employees all over the the world whether they're attending an msci-led event for clients which is very popular they're holding a dni round table that's diversity inclusion um, with employees or they're celebrating birthdays in our monterey office and these are the the connection points that our employees are creating with one another that are finally making them feel like they're part of a larger community and not just a office that they belong to Um, and seeing that content growth was something that really opened our eyes and said you know people want to share they want their colleagues to know what's going on the things that they're working on and the success that they're seeing and being part of this growth story that we have
0: and you mentioned that uh when you brought in on joe and joe's been great to work with that part of what you guys have started creating is our podcasts inside there and after being on site, I was pretty impressed with the podcast culture that's building there at my MSCI. So, talk about how the, the platform is supporting and growing the use of podcasts to connect employees.
1: Our executives like to tell stories, um, they're great storytellers, um, and they have some really unique backgrounds um, all over, from all over the EC. Our executive committee Um, everybody has come from different walks of life some have been with the company for 30 years others have been here for just a few years and have really different backgrounds and being able to share those thoughts and backgrounds and insights with our employees was a way that we really wanted to break down the barriers between employees and leadership and really get them let them get to know who our leaders actually are and have their personalities come out so we decided to just let our executive talk. Uh, (laughs) We record them and then Joe does a really great job at um, arcing some stories and editing them. You know, minimal editing. We want to keep them authentic, but uh, just turning them into 10-minute snippets. We call it take 10 and frame them around taking 10 minutes out of your day or on your commute home to sit back and have 10 minutes with our CEO or our president. Um, and so far they've been great. You know, before we had MyMSCI, employees couldn't even listen to these things on their phone. Um, they had to sit in front of their computers to listen. And, you know, I think we can all kind of attest to when we have Outlook emails and notifications flying in our face all day, it's hard to take 10 minutes in front of your computer to sit and listen. So since we've been able to offer employees Um, Podcast on the go we've really seen them take to uh, the content that we're putting out there Um, and so the next step we're also starting to record employees Um, it's not only our leaders who have some great stories to tell it's also the employee base uh, who are leading innovation efforts um, nailing some great wins with clients that we want to share so we want to make sure that we get those stories out as well and sometimes it's just really great to hear an authentic voice telling that story rather than reading about it in an internet article.
0: And I think one apprehension I've heard, and I, again, I love what you guys are doing there, and I know a lot of other communicators are curious and interested about how to begin using podcasts internally. But I think the content side of it is a little concerning to them of, around identifying who are the people who should be on a podcast series or do an interview or how do I get them ready? So what's some advice that you guys have to share with the listeners who might be a little bit, like they wanna do a podcast, but they're a little apprehensive about it. How, how do you get people excited or get them ready to be on Yeah, episode?
1: You know, I, I think when it comes to leaders, um, there a lot of them are very well-versed in, you know, the stories that they've told over their career. Um, So we pretty much let them just talk for an hour. And then, as I said, we cut it down into smaller episodes, right? Um, So that way we can cut out anything maybe an executive doesn't feel comfortable with that they ended up having recorded or just didn't really fit into a part of a larger story. Um, And when it comes to employees, I find pre-interviews work well. Uh, Hopping on the phone with them and getting the story from them first so you can figure out how to help them arc a story, right? As we know, everybody likes to to talk about their accomplishments, but sometimes some of us need help in kind of making the main points that we want to hit and the examples we want to share. So we hop on some pre-interviews with employees to kind of get that story first and then turn it into a recorded podcast at a later date.
0: And it's been great to hear, whether it's the, the podcast with leadership getting so involved with it, but it was also really cool to hear how excited they've been with my MSCI and the launch and since that launch. So talk a little bit about their involvement and enthusiasm with it.
1: Yeah, you know, I got a directive pretty early on in my time here that um, some of the leaders at our company are really looking for a revolution in employee communications. Uh, They really want to see more bottoms-up communications. They want to hear employee voices. They don't want everything coming from the top down. Um, So when I finally show them a way that we have a Uh, an organic platform that really meets employees where they are and mimics the way that they share externally, but now they can do that internally um, and share snackable, digestible pieces of content instead of a thousand word essays all the time. Um, and that they can stay connected and aligned to the firm. It really rung a true bell with our leadership and they were really excited about it. A lot of emails with a lot of exclamation points. So we were happy to see that.
0: And anytime you can get leaders to use exclamation points in a positive way, that's that's <laughs> a good sign. That's a good sign.
1: Yeah, I would have to agree.
0: <laughs> and what I see a lot of times, Allison, is when goes through a, a launch and not just even the implementation of it, but the ongoing um, maintenance and creation and, and building of a new internal comms platform, communicators are pretty harsh on themselves. So I'm curious from your perspective, if you had to give you and the company, because obviously, I mean, you were a leader in this, but you had other people pitching in the help on the tech side or the content side. What grade would you give yourself on the launch? And then perhaps more importantly, what grade do you think the company would give you?
1: So that's an interesting question, right? So it's funny, I I had like a B in my mind. And then when you said that we tend to be more harsh on ourselves, I decided to give myself a little bit more credit and my team and give us a B plus. I think it's a bit of the 2020 hindsight and the Monday morning quarterback, right? Where if you look back, there are definitely things you could have always done differently. Um, But there were a lot of things that we really did right. um, Really making sure that the MyMSCI platform was integrated into all of the channels that employees use to access their content. So whether they are using SharePoint, email, their phone, the desktop experience, it's there for them. Um, And we've seen that being really Effective, and sitting back and really watching behaviors um, form through the app, uh, through the platform, rather than forcing it from the start, right, so we're taking this little bit more of organic approach, and there are some things that have surprised us, so we're glad that we didn't pigeonhole ourselves too too early, so we can quickly adapt to the changes that we're seeing. Um, You know, I hope that my organization would maybe give me an A minus. I think employees here for a long time have been hungry for more information and news flowing inside the company and really being able to tap in to see what other people are doing and celebrating and the things that are happening across the firm. And I think finally, and we're seeing that with the increase in content that's happening if employees want to share, they finally have an easy way to access that kind of timely and relevant content for them.
0: Now, do you want to know what grade I would give you, Allison? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Solid A to A+. plus. And All right. And 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 here's why. It's because you and the team there were were hungry, we're enthusiastic, we're looking for ways to make my MSCI as best as it can be, knowing that it's not going to be perfect right out the gate or ever truly perfect. But you guys are going to put in the energy and effort to make it as great as it can be for employees. And that's the part that I liked hearing from you and Joe and others is. It was about the employee. It was about that my or the MSCI employee. And what were they going to get out of it? What was going to draw them in? Not not as self-serving for you, but building it for them. And having that approach is, I think, what built my MSCI into the success that it is. And I only see it growing, whether it is more podcasts or more employees generating or more employees signing up, whatever that is. And even the fact that you mentioned that. You're letting people pick where they get it. You're not saying you have to go here. It is, you can get it uh, mobile. You can get it on the desktop. You can read the news in SharePoint. Your team doesn't care. It's the fact that they are now connected through my MSCI to their peers around the world.
1: Oh, well, thanks, Chuck. That makes me feel better. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: But again, I don't get to decide your bonus and that kind of stuff. But if I had a, had a, really? had a put in, you sure, I would, you sure
1: you can't write a letter to the comp I would, people here? <laughs> I,
0: I, I would. Oh, you know what? I'm happy to do that, Allison. Just send me their email address. <laughs> um, so we, we talked a little about the the culture there and the communications activities. And I think, honestly, Allison, anybody listening to this would be impressed by, even if they didn't know who MSCI was before. They have a great idea now and what you and Joe and others there are looking to accomplish. So Culture Coms, the podcast ends with cocktails. Uh, before we get into the cocktail, I did want to share with everyone listening, and I did get permission before this. So you are expecting your first, yes. so congratulations. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you very much. Um, Coming in uh, mid-February 2020.
0: <laughs> there we go. So you can't probably enjoy your favorite cocktail now. So I will ask, what was your favorite cocktail prior, or what's that cocktail you're looking forward to when you can?
1: Yeah, you know, just even thinking about it makes me wish I had one sitting in front of me right now. (laughs) Um, But it's a a good old Negroni with Hendrix Gin. I love a Negroni. I've been drinking them for years and years and years. So, well, at least as long as I've been allowed to drink them. (laughs) And uh, they're definitely my go-to cocktail.
0: Well, you won me over with Hendrix Gin. That's my favorite. (laughs) That's my favorite gin. Awesome. Well, thank you, Allison. Again, really, it's been great to see the work that you and Joe and the others there at MSCI have put in to make my MSCI the early success it is. and I can only see the success growing as it more integrates into the culture and even think about it as new employees join the organization, what a great resource this platform will be for them. Even the people that aren't there now, what what a great platform it will be for them when they do join.
1: Absolutely, we're very much looking forward to seeing the growth of this um, over the next few years here.
0: Well, thank you for your time today, Alison.
1: All right, thanks so much, Chuck. This was a great conversation.
0: If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Coms and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Coms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.